Hello and welcome to the Apostolic Church Liverpool podcast. We hope the message you're about to listen to will inspire you, will be a blessing to you and give you perspective in life. For more of such messages, you can visit our website at www.tac-lona.org forward slash podcast. You can also access other messages and resources from our YouTube channel, The Apostolic Church Europe. We hope you're blessed and inspired by today's message. God bless you. Here's the message. The um, redeem for the top of our pastor that was meant to preach today anyway. So we just swap because I have another assignment next week and the week after. So uh, I'm redeemed for the top. How many of us are redeemed for the top? Amen. Okay. And um, the title is, uh, last week, we spoke about the salt, and I was going to ask, what did we speak about? Salt and light Christian. So that we'll be salty Christian, and we'll be lighty Christian. Praise God. Then today, over the week, the Lord gave us a revelation, and he said, which I shared with you on Thursday, that he said, we that something we need to work on is on capacity and character. And while Pastor was praying, Pastor added one more to it, commitment. There are two things the Lord said, and the Lord added another one. Capacity, character. And that came out very vividly in the growth track we did today. So I was talking to the Lord, okay, should we carry on on the... Uh, the redeemed for the top and made a witness to the nations, a leader and a commander of his people said, talk to my people about capacity and character. Amen. So, and I was thinking, okay, what exactly do you want our people to learn? Then he gave me an example. I have to go and do research on it when they told me about peace. So I did, I watched a lot of video on peace over in the, uh, the last two days, just to learn a lot. Then I was surprised to learn a lot from them. Maybe you should watch some videos on bees. Say we can learn from the bees. So the passage that shows us that, we, that that is useful as a Christian is in Job 12. From the mercy translation, it says, but ask the animals what they think. Let them teach you. They don't disobey. They don't challenge God. He said, let the birds tell you what's going on. How many of you know they know what's going on? Who told them that there was going to be flood in the, in the days of Noah? But they would not argue with God. They know when to migrate. They can, some of them can fly all the way from, from continent to continent because a new season is coming. Let the birds tell you. Put ear to the head. Learn the basics. Listen. The fish in the ocean will tell you their stories. The fish, the only animal that was not destroyed in the days of Noah was the fish. Outside of the hack of the ark, why? Because they were in the water. You don't destroy a fish with water. So that's why they were there. They were there they're in their natural habitat. Isn't it clear that they all know and agree that God is sovereign? That he holds all things in his hand. Every living soul, yes, every breathing creature. 
No wonder the Lord said to the Israelites, he said, I am taking you to a land that is flowing with milk and honey. So what lesson can we learn from the people? Now I want to quickly show you a short video, one minute, because I don't want to talk too much about honey. I want to talk about, I mean, about bee, honey bee. I want to talk about what we can learn from it, but just a little video to, I'm looking for the shortest Boy, one. Let's think. Today we're going to learn. Ahoy! Worker and a drone. Number nine. The workers of a colony can do a wide variety of tasks outside the hive, such as gathering nectar and pollen as well as collecting water. Number eight. Bees have two stomachs. One for eating, and the other special stomach is for storing nectar collected from flowers or water so they can carry it back to their hive. Number seven. Sadly, if a worker bee uses her stinger, she will die. But usually she will use it for a brave and noble cause, like protecting the hive. Number six. Bees are classified as insects, and they have six legs. Number five. Bees have five eyes, two compound eyes, and three tiny simple eyes. Number four. Bees go through four stages of development. Egg, larvae, pupa, and adult bee. Number three, the bees use their honeycomb cells to raise their babies in, and to store nectar, honey, pollen, and water. Number two, bees are the only insect in the world that can make food that humans eat. And number one, honey was found in the tombs of Egypt, and it was still edible. So that's the top ten facts about bees. That took some thinking. Right, just, just to get one minute general idea of the bees so that we're not talking about bees. Only bees, like we know, they are very important. They are more important than you ever think because they are the ones uh, that does the cross-pollination. They carry uh, pollens from male to female. So most of the fruits, vegetables, and everything that we eat, it's as a result of the bee. Now, I know other insects, other insects does it, even the winds, but the bees does 80%, 88% of it. Very, very important. So they live in colonies called hives. And the members of the hives are divided into three major parts. The first one is the queen. In that hive, there's only one queen. You can have two queens. If you have two queens, the armies that work together, they will gather together and kill one of the queens. I think UK is a little bit set up in that order. They killed that queen. They must only have one queen. And that queen is one that gave birth to almost everybody in that colony. Her duty is to give birth. And her duty is to direct the others. She doesn't fire. She doesn't do anything. She directs them with a substance, like a chemical in her body that she releases that gave them instructions on what to do at the time. Then we have the workers. The workers, they are mainly female. Yeah. The workers, they, what they do is that they, they, they go around, they forage for food. The pollens, the nectars from flowers, they build and protect the hive. They clean before they start depositing the, the honey. They make sure that they clean the hives, they clean it, and it forms a shape of an hexagon. You see the hexagon, which is six sided one. So, 
The workers only, that's when you see them outside, the ones you see outside are the workers. Those are the ones you always see outside. Yeah? Then we have the, the drones. The drones stay inside, except the queen. And the drones uh, mainly them. So they also serve the queen to make sure that they, they serve the queen in so many ways. Let's put it that way. Okay, so that the queens can only lay egg. They are the ones that fertilize the egg at, at the same time. So serve the queen and all of that. Now, the thing with the drones is that because the workers go out and do a lot of work, they gather, they are also the army. When things want to attack the pipes, they are the ones that fight. So during drugs, I know during uh, like a winter time, when they cannot go out and get so much food, what they always do is that they drive out the drones. They kick them out. So they don't let them stay because they are, they are not profit center, they are cost center. So they just drive them out. Then the workers come back and stay. So it's a very good, just watched so many videos about it so that I can know exactly what I'm talking about. Okay, what lesson can we learn very quickly? We're talking about capacity, character, and commitment. The first lesson I pick from them is number one, is bees are always on the lookout. They are scouts. Always the sensitive in the spirit. Anytime. Now, street up there, just on the on the left, you will see a bee compound. They do celebrate it once in a year where we all, people here can go there. So if you gather near their eyes, you're not doing anything. Just that you're getting closer to them, you will see the armies of these gatherings very, very quickly. Now, they understand, they, 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 there's, no, there's no movement that's, that goes unnoticed with them. They notice it. Now, they want to watch to see two things. Either you are a threat or you, you, know, you are a food. So they want to see this. If you are a threat, they fight you. If you have food, they gather to make sure that they, they, they collect. So, so they're always on the lookout. They are scouts. So what lesson can we learn then from that part? As Christians, we need to be on the lookout for danger and the bad things. Now, not all things are good for us. We also need to be on the lookout for the good things, the things that will nourish our bodies, our minds, our soul, and we should devote our time. We should just be on the lookout. You should not be sleeping or be, you know, just slumber. You should be always be on the guide. In the spirit, what is going on? Like I give you an example of what happened on Sunday. Who goes there? Listen, somebody is prophesying. Or somebody is speaking in tongues. God. This person is communicating something. What are you saying? Holy Spirit, what are you saying? You always be on the lockout. Somebody comes in. What is the you always be on your guide? You start seeing some patterns within your family. You say it's because we know who goes there. Devil, I found you. Get out. There's no place for you here. Out in Jesus' name. End of. That is one thing we need to do. The Bible says, be sober-minded and alert. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, pros around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Say, resist him, therefore. 
standing firm in your faith. Resist. The battle has been won. The Lord said to my Lord, sit down at my right hand until I make all your enemy your fools too. The battle has been won. Resist the devil. Always be on the lookout. Spiritually, be, just be on the washout. I can't start giving the examples because we don't really have much time. One of these days, we like to do a sermon of three hours. I will really enjoy it. I will enjoy it so much. Maybe in the future. Yeah, everybody's always in a hurry. Well, James 4, 7 says, Submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. He said, look like a roaring lion. Now, seeking for you, he can't devour you unless you give him a chance. If he can devour you, trust me, he will not ask your permission. He will not have done it. The reason why he was just seeking is because he wanted to agree with him. So, that's the first thing. The second thing I learned from the bit is as we study this character and the capacity is B keeps a clean eye. Keep a clean eye. They remove, before they start getting, when they do talk about B, honey B, the first thing that comes to our mind is honey, which is good. But before they start putting that honey there, they clean it up so that there's no debris there. They remove all foreign materials, all debris before beginning the work of story. Get rid of anything that will stop your productivity. Get rid of anything that will disturb your connection with your father. That's what we're talking about this morning, about prayers. Are you going to connect with daddy without praying? And you think work can replace the place of prayer. Now, that is what we call the rat race. Now, the thing about the rat race is that even if you are powerful and you won the rat race, you are still a rat. You're just a rat that won. But God does not make you rat. You are from the tribe of the lion of Judah. You are a lion, not a rat. So, that is what you need to do. Clean the hives. How do we do that? Clean away every sin that easily besets you. The Bible says, I know people always say that, you know, it claim the righteousness of Christ, which is good. However, the Bible says, in First John 3, it says, no one will abide in and keep on sinning. You get away with sins as long as the Holy Spirit helps you. He said, no one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or know him. See, anyone tells me I am saved now, you know, start living a lavishious life, just living, thinking, you know, I know that person is not saved, he's just deceiving himself. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whosoever practices righteousness is righteous, and whosoever practices unrighteousness is unrighteous. I'm a child of my father. My father is dark in complexion. I am dark in complexion. If you, if you see me and I'm white in complexion, you know that I'm not truly a child of my father. If I'm born again by God, I should resemble God. And he is righteous. He is holy. Righteousness exalts a nation. And sin is a reproach. 
to any people. Righteousness has in it the capacity to exalt. And sin has in itself capacity to destroy, to bring reproach. It's only a matter of time. So clean the hives. Everything sin that easily be said to tell it to Jesus, like the uh, what the praise and worship singing with this morning said that things that you you habit to carry over the years. Now you want to say, God, I make a promise, I will never do this. No, just tell the Holy Spirit. Yeah, exactly what you the way you said it. Said the Holy Spirit to help you, and it will help you to clean the hives. Number three. Know when to cut certain people out of your life. Now, that's a very serious one. And like I told you, what happens sometimes is that when it is at that time, when the, to preserve food, where there was no, there's no food around, what, the, what they do, what they deal with do is that the, king, the queen was always the fed. No doubt about that. And the workers... They need energy to go out and work. So they drive out the drones. They drive them out. They, it's easy because they are the cost center. They are not hiding value. It's only a matter of time if you are not hiding value anywhere you are, in your place of work, in, your, in the church. So if you get to a place of work, and you've got an easy job where you can go there and go there with your pillow and sleep. Just know that since that day, just start counting down. Your days are really numbered in that place. Because it will not continue like that. You know, hiding value. It means anybody can replace you at any time. Make sure you're hiding value wherever you go. If there's no value, create value. Be indispensable. So the church of God had value. Bless God to the brothers. I don't want to start embarrassing people by mentioning names. That comes here every morning. Organize the shares. Consistently. Organize the shares. Clean the share. Finish the third. Every one of our brothers there will leave the wife back home. I will still go. We, somebody else will go and carry the wife. He will walk in the morning before he's already there. Organizing the chairs. Doing everything. Tidying everything up. Add value. Those things will never go unnoticed. See, Jesus knew it. Jesus knew it. Jesus. See, the problem is when you start having the reward, people will not know. So, add value. Otherwise, it will come to a time when those things, the cost center will be kicked out. Now, I learned this lesson a long time ago when I was working in the bank. I was an auditor in the bank. Let me check. Checking my time. Okay, I'm still within time. I was an auditor in the bank. The fact you can see those that are wearing a bujade. And so, as an auditor, we go and audit the account of different branches. Now, we are cost center. Cost center is the sense that we stay in the hotel, we audit the account. They can ask, if they do away with this with us anytime, they, we, are, we are not adding much value. So, and I made it a point of duty that anywhere I go, I make sure that I teach this branch something. So we become, so I introduce a system where we become a bit proactive, how to identify fake checks, how to do this, how to do this. Some of those things really, really helped. And that way, it helped 
So when they were downsizing, by God's grace, I was not affected. Now, that's just an example. Just giving that, I just came to my mind now. Make sure you are proactive. You have the value to any organization you find yourself. Husbands and wife add value. Wife, make sure you have value. Read and do other things. You know when people go to God and say, because of unreconciliable difference, what cost it? Because one is adding value, the other is not. So over the years, you now see that you're going apart. The Lord help us to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. So, add value. Right. Then, um, know how to call some people. Know your role in the kingdom. Know your role in the kingdom of God. Know your role. Everyone in the, in, in that, in, in the hives, in the colony, they have their role. The queen's job is to mate and lay eggs. The workers feed the queen, harvest the pollen, clean the hives, and make honey. Now, some of the bees, the clones, some of them are nurses, some of them are scousers that look out for, you know, good things and bad things. Some of them lay eggs. Each bee has a rule. Now, the question is, what is your rule in the kingdom? Do you know your rule? God plays the solitary in families, and God does that for a reason. God does that. God does not do things without a reason. The fact that you are here today is not a coincidence. God has planned it, and that's the reason you're here. But have you asked God why? What is the value you are bringing? What is your role in the kingdom? Do you know it? Have you taken steps to find out? Or are you just coming around looking for pounds? Those things are good, but they are perishable. The things that we see are perishable. They will, they will, it does not give you happiness, trust me. Over time, you look back and see, I've spoken to different people, seen different people. When you go to home and work, ask those people. Palali, when you work in a very good one, Palali, those in a posh one, they will tell you about their lives. When they used to be manager of this, manager of that, captain of this, captain of that, this and this, then they become irrelevant. So while you're still young, while you're still strong, start adding value to the to lost kingdom. Number five, the king, the, the bee is the give allegiance to one ruler. There's only one ruler, the queen. That is what they, are. they will see. The bee only have one sting. You have that in that video. And they can only use it once. Once they use it and they sting you, they cannot, they have to die. They will, lead, they will give their life to protect the queen, the queen mother. So the allegiance is to only one. That they can't have no two queens. If they have one, then they have to, be, they, they walk, the workers kill the second one. So the same thing with us, we have this only one God slot in our heart. They can either give it to Jesus or give it to mammoths. Anything that you exalt above the knowledge of God is mammoth. It's not a carved image that you go and bow down to. Anything that you exalt, that you fear more than the, the Lord, the knowledge of the Lord, is the allegiance. So who is our allegiance to? Our allegiance is to who? Jesus. Our allegiance is to Jesus. It's not to a pastor. It's not to a leader. It's not to, it is to Jesus. It's all about Jesus. You should, do, you should be able 
to lay your life. I'm not saying you should literally lay your life. But the apostle did it. The apostle did it. That's what Brother Paul says. For me to live is Christ. But to die is gain. He said, should I stay? Should I go? Or if I'm living, it's because I'm working for Christ. Even when I died, it is gain. Because I died in Christ. And this is the rule. It marks... Uh, Next one. He said, Jesus declared, love your Lord, your God, with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind. And this is the first and the greatest commandment. So, number six. Only the best for the sovereign. They keep the best for the mother bee. Only the best. Now, the drones, they eat the pollen and the honey. The workers, they eat the pollen and the honey. Now, I was listening to this one. That's another video. It was too much, 30 minutes. This one explained it more. Then the queen eats what we call the royal jelly. Now I know the reason why we have this monarchy in UK. Special thing is called the royal jelly. No one else eats that one. But she does not produce it. Only the best for the queen. Character, capacity. Only the best is good enough for Jesus. Only the best is good enough for Jesus. Now, this is where we miss it. When the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom and all the things will be added unto you. Now, that's this thing in the Bible that this verse that people undermine, which is God cannot be mocked. Now, so many times we think we are mocking God. God cannot be mocked. Now, the question then is it, if we give God the best of what we have, our time, our efforts, our words, our praise, what will it look like on a Sunday like this? In evangelism, in all things, in service, in prayers, in worship, in giving. What would it be like? Then our king will receive the royal jelly, which is our worship. Number seven, they live to serve. They all live to serve. See, that's why Job says, go and learn from these people. I learned a lot from this. I was preparing this. They all live, that is all their life. That's the circle of their life to serve. The queen. Baby bees feed the queen. Workers bees store pollen and make honey. Scout out the looker for food and danger. The drones give their life to me. All of them is attention is to one person. It is all about Jesus. Everything was made by him, for him, by him. In him we live. In him we move. In him we do everything. So, once we start looking after the Word, then that is where we miss it. Because in him, you are complete. Without Jesus, there's no completion. Now you might think about someone or these other people that live this kind of life and they, you think, no. Just go backward and fast forward and ask them the real truth about their life. You will see that only life people can live comfortably is in Jesus.
Praise God. He says in Romans 12, 1, he said, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. Now, what is worship? This is your true and proper worship. Praise God. Serving the Lord. Amen. Number eight. These are ready to give their lives for a cause. I think we've mentioned that before. Number nine. Now they work together for a common goal. They all work together for a common goal. Now, when foreign things, lizards or uh, other predators come to attack the colony. Now, if one bee or few bees comes out to fight, then the, the chances are they will invade them, they will kill them, they will eat them. But they fight in colony. When you have a hive and it's empty, it's because there is, there's so many reasons, but one of them is less cooperation in that hive, in that colony. And I like the fact that what pastor said that we are strong as the strongest person and we are as weak as the weakest person. So we all should work together for a common goal. For a common good. That is what we should do as Christians. Work together. Look out for one another. Pray for one another. It is not about you. It's about others. It's about Jesus, then others. Look out for others. Praying for others. Carrying the burden of other people in the colony, in the family. That's why God placed you as a solitary in the family of God. That's why you are accepted in the beloved. This is the family of the beloved. The new creature family. So that is what they do. Now, solitarily, they cannot do much. But with their colony and working together, you know they can kill even human beings. They can kill the biggest animal you can think about. They work together. Now, what about us? Are we working together? Or are you leaving the work for others to do? So you just gallivanting, see how things go. How many people coming today? It's okay, the church is going. And you walk away. You are still, still have a long way to go in Christ. When God is building capacity in a place, it looks like that. It's like the bamboo tree. For years, it keeps growing roots, but you will not see its good. But one day, it just, just comes there, just go all of a sudden, say, where is this coming from? Because it has taken root. So, we work together for a common goal, and that is to populate the kingdom of God and depopulate the kingdom of hell, which is our vision, to make Jesus known. Praise God. And the last one is like the number nine, which I stopped there, which is synergy, teamwork, produces the best, good in treasure. They work together to produce the honey. When they work together, honey comes. You know how long it takes. One spoon of honey, you know how long, how long, and how much army of bees it takes to produce it. 
takes long to produce honey. So, as a roundup, the question I want to ask you today is this. Can you learn from the honeybee about capacity, character, commitment in the church of God, in your place of work, wherever you find yourself? What can you learn? Are you a bee or a fly? You know the difference between them? Just a normal house fly. A bee, we go everywhere. We see so many dead. They will go and pick out the nicest things, the pollens, the things that leads to production. They seek for the sweetest thing. Sometimes, like you see, say you have two stomachs, one for digestion, one for storing things to take it back to the colony. But the housefly, we go around looking for deaths. The housefly, we see good things, we're not good. We look for the dirty things and carry it around. So which one are we? Are we a bee, Christian, or the housefly? May the Holy Spirit give us understanding. In Jesus' name. Let's close our eyes as we pray. The Bible says in Luke 10 2, it said, And he told them, The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. He didn't say just rush to the harvest. He said, Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest. Tell the Lord, Build in me capacity character and commitment. Lord, use me for your glory. Use me for your glory. I have done it too many times my way. It has not produced results. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Build in me a clean heart and renew the right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, O Lord. And take now your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And renew our spirit within me. Help us, Lord, to build the right character. To love you more than life. To love you more than anything that we value in life. Lord, help us. Help us. Help us. Help us. Give us the right character. Give us the right attitude. Let our life preach Jesus. Let our life praise 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 Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.